Hello, and welcome to the Amber Stitt Show. I am your host, Amber Stitt, and I am obsessed with helping people get their financial and personal lives in order. Every week, my guests and I explore the fundamentals and practices that will help you stay on top of your game in business, but also at home. I believe we all have different pathways we have to take to reach our peak performance so that we can live up to our peak potential. And this podcast is dedicated to helping you get there. I'm excited to share the insights and habits that my guests and I have cultivated throughout our lives so that we can help you on your journey towards a happy, successful, and fulfilling life. Let's jump right into today's show. Hello, and welcome to the Amber Stitt Show. I am your host, Amber Stitt, and today we welcome my friend and colleague, Jovita Robertson, here to the show today. Welcome, Jovita. Thank you so much, Amber, for having me. I'm excited to be here. For the Pathways audience that hasn't seen her blog or YouTube channel yet, I wanted to give a little background on how I have met Jovita. And she and I were a part of the Hope Blooms fundraising committee for Live and Learn organization. There's a luncheon next February. And so we were a part of the planning committee. And I'm sitting in these Zoom meetings as we're preparing for all the organizational details of the event. And Jovita is running the show in these Zoom meetings. And then she's sending the recaps and the minutes. And I'm, I'm thinking, this girl's really got it dialed in. I have to meet her and talk to her more outside of the one of the meetings. And so I think about two months ago, we hung out for almost an hour, eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night or something like that, where we were just hanging out, talking about our business models, what we like to do for personal development. And it felt like just a natural transition of a friendship because we are very similar with a lot of um, the things that we find important with individual growth and personal um, development, but then carrying that into the business world. So that's where I learned about Grow with Jovita, but then there's more to the story. So I think it would be great for the Pathways audience to learn a little bit about you, Jovita, before we dive into the episode. So I'm going to let you take the mic from here and share a little bit about what you do, but I feel like there's more to the story. So I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear more. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. And <clears throat> it was definitely a great evening. I remember what you're talking about. We just chatted and we do have so many similarities in what we feel about helping people. And that's why I started Grow with Jovita. Um, during my career, I always wanted to advance into like executive level position. I'm currently the vice president of operations at a company called Covington Ridge Financial, and it was always my dream to kind of get up into upper level management. But throughout my career, I just saw that there was just not a lot of leadership development, especially for women in business. There's not a lot of examples. And so that has been the focus of Grow with Jovita is really helping women see that there is a path to leadership. There are ways that you can find your own voice and be confident in who you are and get ahead. You know, everybody has different personality types. Mm -hmm. um, that's why you know, the assessments and everything are so important because you can find success being who you are. You don't have to be like somebody else. And so that's just what is so important to me. Um, I've involved in other organizations as well, where I help with mentorship, leadership development, like Toastmasters International. Live and Learn spoke to me just because they help mm -hmm. women on a career path out of generational poverty. So that's how you and I came together. Um, so yeah, I definitely feel like Anything I can do to help support women or empower women, that is my jam. Yeah, so I think what's neat about 
kind of the trajectory of our, our own personal business pathway is that we've been employees. We've also had business opportunities in, you know, more the entrepreneurial route as well. There's a place for everybody. You don't need to fix what you're not, but really, if you understand who you are and what you love to do, you can really build out a number of things for yourself, whatever it might be. And I think you're a perfect example of that because you've gone through multiple, um, I guess, paths. I could keep using that word, but because you you were under, so you you moved up the, you know, you moved up at the in the financial firm, but then now you have another business model too. So I think it's really neat to see that unfold. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that the key for me in my career was once I realized what my blind spot was, the thing that was holding me back or keeping me stuck from advancing. And I've always been a person in general that's like, your career is just a tool to like build the type of life you want. So mm -hmm. you can do that in different ways. You can be an entrepreneur, you can move up the corporate ladder, you can be an individual contributor, or you can be a manager. So there's different yep. ways to do it. Um, and, and that's the beauty is like figuring out which way works for you. Um, I knew that I wanted to pursue you know, executive leadership positions. Um, but my blind spot was emotional intelligence. So for people who have never heard of emotional intelligence, don't feel bad. I never heard of it before back in mm -hmm. 2012. And yeah. the reason why I say <clears throat> it was a blind spot is because I didn't realize that by not improving in this area, it was really changing people's perception of me, which was limiting the opportunities I was going to get in my career. It was limiting people's um, wanting to work for me. So let me just really quick break down <clears throat> what emotional intelligence is. So emotional intelligence is about really managing those negative emotions you have and reducing your emotional stress. Um, we all want our perception of us, like we want people to, you know, look at us a certain way or feel a certain way. And when we have a lot of negative emotions or stress, we don't always come across the way that we want to. So with emotional intelligence, the key is four different areas. So self-awareness, where you're correctly identifying the emotions you have. And this is the key is that correctly part because we tend to um, identify our emotions incorrectly, which I'll talk about um, as we get going. The second thing is managing our emotions outwardly. So that's our attitude and behaviors and our reactions to other people and things that are happening to us. The third piece is about social awareness. So how are you picking up on the cues, behaviors, attitudes of others and actually using that to help you um, build relationships with people. And then that final piece is just a big collaboration piece, um, putting it all together in terms of how you're going to really build rapport very quickly on the fly um, and kind of be able to handle any situation that's thrown at you. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah, emotional so intelligence piece is key. With Pathways of Peak Performance, the first step is focusing on talents. And so everything you're saying and you're listing out if you can, I mean, this is something you mentioned 2012. I really started looking at a lot of these assessments and personal growth. And even, I think it was the Travis Bradbury book with emotional intelligence 2.0 back around that time. It was almost, um, you know, about 10 years where there's, there's these, these things that are happening around you, but if you can understand yourself and then see how maybe people could be receiving you or perceiving you, and it's so powerful. It's almost like I feel that the EQ part is almost could be more important than IQ because 
it's all about how you're working with people and communicating with people. I mean, have you found that to be like almost like a superpower? If you can really dial in and go, this is how I'll probably react. I'm sure you're going to go into it, but like emotions could be something situational or it could be kind of like a different learning style, how you're receiving information. So I know for me, if you can understand what makes you great, but understand some of those blind spots too. It's almost like a little ninja Jedi mind tricks where you can like use those superpowers to just be better in the moment. So I think you're going to talk about that more. But for me, I mean, it's been so powerful and it's been a lot of fun when you kind of just have a little bit of fun with yourself, know how you tick, give yourself some grace, and then just like, let's, let's just try to have a better experience, you know, and, and, you know, working through that starts with yourself, I think. So I, I, I'll let you kind of break down those, those steps again. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the thing you said is correct. Like the emotional intelligence enhances all of your other skills. So your communication skills, conflict management, negotiation, motivation, it's going to enhance all your other skills because exactly what you're talking about, you're, you're really getting in tune with yourself. So one thing I did, like when I did the Gallup assessment, right? So um, anytime you're doing these like assessments and self-awareness, it can be really nerve-wracking or you might be a little bit anxious right to like see what the results are um you mentioned the emotional intelligence 2.0 um there's definitely a lot of different personality assessments the reason i like the gallup is because one it's it's 100 percent identified um things about me but then i can use the emotional intelligence to help interpret that so let me give you an example so one of my top five in the gallup assessment is command so it's about my directness and how i talk to people so when when i first learned about emotional intelligence the thing that i that i that brought to light, you know, is that the way that I talk to people and my nonverbals and the emotions that I'm putting out there affects how people perceive me. So that Mm -hmm. even though I'm direct, you can be a direct in a way that's not aggressive. You can be direct in a way that's not off-putting. You can be direct where it's not causing you to have to increase conflict or increase escalation. So I think sometimes people think direct is only one way and it's very aggressive and it's very like this, but you can be direct and still be soft-spoken. You can be direct and be compassionate. So I think that was how I use my emotional intelligence to look at, okay, what are the social cues other people are giving me? Like if I'm having a conversation and I notice somebody's kind of retracting or their facial Mm -hmm. expressions changing, that's a sign that maybe I need to change what I'm doing. Right. So I need to be more in control of my emotions and how I'm coming across so that I'm not creating these negative emotions in my relationship with somebody else. Now, the other thing you mentioned that is super key in knowing yourself is identifying these emotional triggers. So we all have these emotional triggers. And when you know yourself, so like, again, the the Gallup gives you five key areas to look for and it gives you the five areas to like stay away from, like the, the dangers of what is going to trigger you. This is all super emotional in that you're going to have, and like human beings are very routine. We have the same emotions every time. So maybe it's a conversation with your boss and you get anxious every time you have a conversation. Maybe you have trouble giving feedback to your coworkers. And so that makes you nervous every time. Maybe you really are not confident going into interviews, right? So like think about the different events in the workplace. Um, And obviously you can do this in your personal life as well, but I focus on things in your career. There are definitely 
reoccurring situations that come up and you have these emotions every single time. And maybe it's not an event. It could be a situation like you're saying, maybe, you know, an escalated client that you have to deal with or Mm -hmm. somebody makes a mistake and you have to fix it. Those can be emotionally triggering. The big one that everybody gets emotionally triggered about is your is your schedule, your to do list. We all get triggered about I'm overwhelmed. I have too many competing priorities. I need to set boundaries. That is an emotional trigger. And then my one that I always try to remind people is other people. There might be certain people at your job that trigger you or certain clients that are really tough clients or certain types of people like personality types that trigger you. So if you just really know yourself mm-hmm. through the like Gallup assessment, through doing self-awareness with emotional intelligence, you're going to know those things up front and then you can proactively manage it. You can right. proactively like, get ahead of it. Don't be upset with yourself knowing that, hey, this could happen, but like the proactive nature, like I know that I'm prepared. This is probably going to happen. What am I going to do about it? And then some of these things are temporary. They're very exhausting yeah. at times. But if you just almost have that self-talk of saying, okay, this is what we're going to do to manage this and, and make it work for you and the person that you're working with, it can just there's always potential anxiety that might be there. Even like when people do public speaking, there's a little, you could prepare all you want, but there's still that little bit of real life happening right then and there. Right. But really going back to the basics and just knowing that it's okay that you might be having, you know, you might have to deal with some of this, but using some of that, um, what you've learned about yourself can make it just, you can have some more resilience with these things that we might face. Yes. And I think the thing that's hard for people when you do personality assessments, when you do emotional intelligence, is like people have this idea in their head that there's like good and bad personalities or there's good and bad emotions or like right and wrong. And that's not the case. Like when you say grace, it's a lot about like being comfortable with who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, like I know that that's not an easy thing to to do, but the, the more you work and practice on these things, the more confident and comfortable you're going to get um, and feel that security. So um, one of the things that I teach um, all of my, anybody who follows me, um, and I'll make sure to give you guys, you know, all my links to follow me, all my, all my resources, but I teach Mm -hmm. a technique called PQR and it's called pause, question, reframe. So this is a simple thing that you can start doing today. You can, anytime you're in uh, a sense of like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling myself get worked up. I'm feeling my anxiety or my stress levels get increased. And it could be based on whatever, you know, maybe you're having a difficult conversation. Maybe you're like overwhelmed by your schedule, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The first thing I need you to do is pause because I really want you to just take a step back and, and, this pause is kind of, I, I always refer to it to people as like your get out of jail free card when you're in a tough situation, right? So when you're at work, stuff is happening like on the fly all the time. Right. And you might be in the middle of a difficult conversation and you know what is an easy excuse if you need a couple minutes? It's like, hey, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like right. I'm always like, no if you need get to that. get off the phone or if you need to like take a quick break to like compose yourself, nobody's going to tell you you can't go to the bathroom, right? Splash some water on your face, like take a right. minute to regroup 
group. Um, or you can just say, hey, you know what? I've got this information. Let me give you a call back. I do that a lot with like escalated clients because they're like getting heightened and heightened and heightened in their emotions. And then it's causing me to get heightened in my emotions. Sure. So I'm like, you know what? I have the information. I really want to help you. Let me look into this and I'll call you back just to get them off the phone, right? Like just to mm-hmm. give myself that they pause. They need a break too. They need a pause. Yeah. So you got to have the pause. And then the question part is really about this is where that self-awareness, really understanding yourself is going to come into play. Why is this affecting you? Why is this causing you to feel whatever emotion you're feeling? And you really need to dig deep, right? So let me give you an example, a live example. So let's say you're in a meeting and somebody calls you out in a meeting, like for a mistake that you made, like in front of all of your coworkers, your boss might be there. So my reaction based on my personality might be to get angry. I might even like start a disagreement with the person in the meeting (laughs) and get really upset. And so then what does that do? Now I've come off with a perception of I'm the angry person and I'm, you know, now Mm -hmm. I have a negative perception out there where people are like, oh, she can't take feedback or she made this mistake. And, you know, all this stuff that comes with that, that breeds more negative emotion. So instead, what I do is pause, right? And then I question why I'm really upset that this person called me out. And when I do that, I can really identify the, the true emotion. And and usually when we do that, so so let's walk through the example. Somebody calls me out in a meeting. Well, that would probably upset me because I already talked to that person about my mistake. You know, like I already owned up to my mistake. We had a conversation before the meeting. So I guess I don't really understand why they felt the need to bring it up again. So then I'm like, okay, so why does that bother me? Well, It's because I thought that we had a good enough relationship of trust where they could have just talked to me about that privately and didn't need to bring it up. But obviously they, they don't feel that way about me. So now I'm like, Oh no, I don't second guessing the situation or like, I thought we had a mutual respect or you could even see that within spouses and partnerships. I thought we had a deal. Yeah. And then that's kind of where you get to the real emotion of like, my feelings are kind of hurt because I thought we had a good relationship and we don't. As opposed to if I address that and manage that my feelings are hurt instead of doing the angry response in the meeting, like look how different that is, right? That's a completely different situation and a different perception. And I can I can build on that to... Um, enhance my relationship with this person, right? So um, so you pause, you question to really dig deep at what's really bothering you. And then the reframe is the key because we tend to have trouble taking the negative pieces and reframing it in a different mm-hmm. way, um, especially when we're feeling anxious or nervous or insecure or like not as confident. We, we feel bad about ourselves, like you said, and we like beat ourselves up about it instead of giving ourselves that grace. So it's time for us to reframe things. Um, and again, I'll go back to the boundaries example because we all struggle with our schedules, right? So if, if I'm going to reframe something where, okay, I have to set a boundary and I have to say no to somebody instead of me feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm saying no to somebody. Why don't I reframe that of like, okay, if I don't do this, that gives another person the opportunity to step up. Ah, and do I it, like that. Right. So doesn't that feel so much more positive to say that instead of being like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to do this. Well, now I'm allowing somebody else to do this. That feels yep. so much different. And I still feel, you know, that little tinge of guilt of not doing it, but I, I don't react to it because I've reframed my mindset about that emotion. Um, well, that that could be where people need to delegate. Sometimes 
people like you and I, we've talked about some of these things where sometimes it's hard to give something away that we know that we would love to work on, but sometimes maybe it, it is a chance for the other person that can really bring something to the table to have a chance. Yeah. So that's, that's something that, you know, I always, I think back to the schedule and the boundaries, we all need to obviously work on some delegation too, depending upon, um, what it might be. But, um, you know, going back with the Gallup assessment, when I do hand these out for people and we work together, it, you're right. Everyone gets so nervous. I created a video to say, hey, this is, it's a talent assessment. Like I'm trying to change the word assessment sounds like a test and we don't like taking tests. And, oh, right. we're going to think badly of, about me. My colleagues will say, I'll take it, but you can, I can sense it and I can see them. I just watched the video I'm not going to think badly about you, but now I'll have some information and I can work with you and understand you more. It's so much fun when we can do that. So, but for some reason, I think we, and you mentioned the word all a few times. I think if we all know we're in this together, we have similar things that are happening up in the head. We all need to do some work and, you know, look within and work on ourselves. We're all in it together, but I think sometimes we feel alone and that, you know, it's just us, but no, you know, everyone's got some similarities of different, like different triggers. It's just, yeah. they might show up for different people at different times. And I love that you have this community where you all can talk about that because that is the truth is that we all are experiencing these things. Maybe our reaction isn't the same, right? Because again, we have different personalities and we have different things that trigger us, but we all have things that cause us stress or anxiety. We all have certain, you know, doubts about ourselves at different times, right? And we have ways that we can overcome that. So you're absolutely right. By knowing yourself more, it's going to really help you figure out what steps to take um, so that you can feel confident and that you're making progress. There is no good personality or bad personality. There's no like top five results that are better than somebody no. else's top yeah. five, right? Like there's nothing like that. There's no good. I grew up in a house where it was like certain emotions were considered weakness and mm -hmm. certain emotions were considered strength. So that was something yep. where like I had to unpack that, you know, myself back when I first learned about emotional intelligence sure. 10 years ago, it's like there aren't good or bad emotions. There's nobody out in the world that's happy 100% of the time. Like that doesn't exist. You know, there everybody has doubts and insecurities and anxiety and fears. People might come across more confident because they know how to manage it. And that's the difference. Yeah. I might still be feeling nervous and, and scared inside, but I'm not letting that come across in my perception. And once you you start managing it and seeing that you can handle it, it builds your confidence and it makes those emotions like reduce over time of like, oh my gosh, I saw that, you know what, this situation happened and I handled it. And now the next good. time it happens, I'm going to be able to handle it because I, because yeah. I already did. I know that I can do it because I already did. Um, so one of the things I want to give to you to give to your audience, um, is like my free digital downloads about like your, like, um, identifying your emotional triggers at, uh, uh, at work. Um, I want to give you a couple trackers about like how they can, you know, track their emotions if they're not really sure what their triggers are. Um, and really it's about like what happens most frequently at work or what emotion is most intensified because you might feel, um, you might feel nervous before a meeting, but like you said, it might just be like a tiny sense of nervousness. But if you have a meeting with your boss, that might be like a higher level of nervousness, right? So it's like you kind of have to think about 
what maybe your top three or top five are and just start there. You know, don't try to overwhelm um, yourself by um, anytime you're working on these types of growth or development, you never want to try to go in of like, I need to change all of these things at one time. Um, that's going to add to your overwhelm and stress right. levels, right? So you got to just focus on little baby steps, um, making progress. It's not about like the end. It's about the progress and steps along the way. Um, and if you use the pause question and reframe, mm-hmm. that's something that you can do every day all the time. Um, one of the things that I do is journal a lot. So at the end of my work day, I might go then and like, okay, what were the, the emotions that I felt? What were the things that I had to try to like reframe? And I'll write that down and like write through how I felt and what my, you know, interpretation was so that if it happens again, now I've kind of already like processed that emotion. You can see I some know patterns how to or... do it. Yeah, absolutely. So again, like I'm going to give the digital downloads just because I think that is a helpful tool for mm-hmm. some people who like to, you know, write things or do it on the computer. Um, mm-hmm. I really want you guys to have that resource to use. Oh, I think that's awesome. I think emotions are important. I think sometimes we're working so hard to suppress them, but they're actually a good indication of like your, sometimes your intuition's telling you something is going on. Maybe you need to be aware of something or maybe there's a trigger and then you can manage that. So I think that with some of the, the, the workbooks and different um, resources you have, I think this is coming from you working day to day on this. That's where you've developed these things. So when, when you're looking at the triggers and some of the, the, um, items within your resources, this is, this is coming from legit. This is happening out there in the real world. So you're not alone, but you individually need to work on, um, how you might handle things. And so, um, I think we're always needing to keep polishing and, uh, evolving that. And I think, um, even with some of the, the pause, how do you how do you pronounce it again? The P pause question reframe PQR. You could even practice that in the home with your relationships and see how that how that works, and then you could bring it into your, the workplace, and so you can kind of really test that out. I think that's a great idea. So I think that's a great place to kind of pause for today, Jovita. What do you think? Is there anything else that you want them to know about? I mean, really, you can start with the PQR today. And just implement. And so I love that. Is there anything else we should talk about before we wrap up today? No, I definitely feel like we've covered a lot just for people to get started with understanding emotional intelligence. Um, I have a couple packages that I'll give you, you know, for a discount Mm -hmm. code if they want to learn some more about um, different EQ topics. Um, I do want to just say that thing that you just said about suppressing our emotions, we can't do it, right? Like it never works. It backfires on us 100% of the time. Um, So we do want to do this work, you know, just take a couple minutes to do Mm -hmm. this work to, to pause question and reframe and it's going to make a huge difference well thank you so much this is so powerful and i i love learning more and i'm going to practice that today well hopefully nothing too crazy happens but you never know so it's going to happen i think that's the one thing we know about emotions is going to happen no matter what you just got to be ready for it right (laughs) well i really appreciate you being here today jovita and i know that you'll be back on the show soon so looking forward to it and seeing you again Awesome. Thank Thank you so much. 
Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Amber Stitch Show. For more information about the podcast, books, articles, and more, please visit me at amberstitt.com. Until next week, enjoy your journey at home and at work. Thank you for listening.